everyone, what's going on? Welcome to the Mediascope Brief Show. Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Mediascope Brief. My name is Tachi. I am a media professor, filmmaker, media content producer, and a journalist. And this is what I do here on Anchor and a bunch of other platforms. Well, it's been a little while for me on here, but I'm happy to be back. So let's talk media tech and pop culture news. If you have not checked Google today, or at least tried to Google Thanos today, you may not have noticed this Easter egg that's hidden there. That's right. Not a real actual Easter egg, but but a little cool thing. So there's a Thanos themed Easter egg hiding in Google search. So if you have a few seconds to spare, open the Google homepage and search for Thanos you know, from the Avengers. Then click the Infinity Gauntlet that appears in the supervillain's knowledge graph card. So it's on the right-hand side of the page. So according to Engadget, the armor glove will snap for a hot second and then inevitably eradicate half of the search results. So it's kind of cool. It's a neat little Easter egg that's been added to mark the theatrical release, of course, of the Avengers Endgame. And if you're tired of staring at the half-empty page, then click the gauntlet one more gauntlet once more and you trigger the time stone to put everything back to normal that's it's actually kind of cool i did it like three times so if you're looking for something to do or you haven't seen it and or you've heard about it and you wanted to see it for yourself go to google and google t-h-n-t-h-a-n-o-s thanos all right i'll be back soon with more media tech and pop culture news Welcome back, everyone. So if you are a music aficionado, you may be happy to hear that Amazon is planning to launch a new high-fidelity music streaming service that is supposed to have better-than-CD audio quality, according to Music Business Worldwide and The Verge. It's expected to cost around $15 a month. That's a lot. And it would sit alongside Amazon's existing music services. These include Prime Music and Music Unlimited, which currently offer streams at a maximum of of 256 kbps well below the 1400 sorry 1411 kpb kbps tongue twister bit rate of cd so cd quality is obviously much better it's a better bit rate than cd quality according to uh, one of music business worldwide sources and they indicated that the new service will put amazon in direct competition with titles 20 dollar a month high res streaming tier Title is able to offer these master quality recordings because of a partnership with high-res music technology company MQA. Although Amazon is reportedly intending to offer a better bit rate than CDs without a similar partnership. So the report claims that Amazon is in discussion with music rights holders to license tracks for the new service and that one major record company has already signed up for the new service. So... Spotify is Amazon's biggest music rival, and they've previously experimented with lossless CD quality audio, but the maximum bit rate it currently offers is 320 kbps. Meanwhile, Apple Music tops out at 256 kbps, which is the same as Amazon. So let me know, are you willing to pay $15 
$5 a month for better audio quality? Do you even notice the difference? Now, there is a difference between when you play a CD and when you're just streaming music all over the air, obviously. But is that difference enough to cause you to pay $15 a month? Let me know. I'm really interested. I can tell you for me, that's a resounding no. But maybe for you, it may be worth it. All right. I look forward to your uh, comments about this and I will be back soon with more. I'm back with another piece of news. This time we're talking about podcasting. So you probably have heard the news about Luminary, which is a podcast startup, and it's only launched for three days. It was just three days ago was launched and already they have some trouble. So they lost access to shows from major, from multiple major networks, and they pulled their content over its business practices and they've lost the faith of the industry that they wanted to please so far. So Luminary users and paying subscribers are now left without access to major podcasts, including The Daily, The Joe Rogan Experience, and Blackout. Shows from Gimlet Media and Anchor and Parcast, which are all owned by Spotify, weren't on the platform from the start. So that means that listeners can't access major programs like Reply All and Homecoming. Also, since they launched, according to The Verge, the New York Times has withheld its prized show, The Daily, even though it lists 12 other shows on Luminary. In a comment to The Verge at the, New- at the time, The New York Times said it would be judicious about where it distributes its hit. Endeavor Audio is a network that includes actor Rami Malek's new fiction show, Blackout. It also didn't have their shows listed or available at launch. Joe Rogan's team pulled his show a day after launch, as did Barstool Sports with its catalog. iHeartRadio, Wait What, and Podcast One have also pulled all their networks Network's podcast too, which includes shows like The Thrive Global Podcast with Ariana Huffington and The Steve Austin Show. Smaller creators have said, though, that they'll issue takedown requests to Luminary, including Owen Williams, David Chen, Amelia Antrim, and the list goes on. So this is a major thing, the fact that um, many of these podcasters are pulling things. So you can kind of get a sense of the quantity of shows that are being taken down. So Why? So it stems from a few different places. Major networks have been concerned about Luminary's business model from the start, and it relies on freely available shows to funnel people into the app and hopefully convince them to start paying for access to Luminary exclusives. So smaller creators take issue with how Luminary distributes their shows. Now this is something that Luminary is trying to correct. So it was revealed yesterday that they... um, We're passing listeners episode requests through proxy servers. So this prevented podcasters from getting accurate data about their show's listeners, including where they were based, which is important for advertising. Obviously, we all know that. The company has since implemented a redirect from that server, which essentially gives creators that data back. But it took this industry... Well, not this industry, but it took uproar from this industry for that to happen. So, you know, people don't do right until there is out 
backlash, unfortunately. So creators have also said that Luminary strips their show notes that include pertinent links, sometimes to sponsored content. So today the company said that it doesn't allow those external links because of important security concerns and that it's exploring, in quotes, solutions that will balance worries with creators desire to have links. But other podcast players allow these links or at least give listeners the option to click through to find them. Apple Podcasts sends people out to the people episode's webpage where all the links are located, while other apps like Pocket Casts lets creators create links directly from or creators link directly from the app. All right, so maybe it's been stabilized a little for now, but it's possible that more will come down as the company processes the request and attempts to move past this miserable launch week. Damn. (laughs) Come on, Luminary. All right, well, it remains to be seen whether or not people will put their shows back up or, you know, especially the popular ones. It's like, we don't really need you. We're already popular. So really, in this case, when we're talking about popular podcasts, it's the podcast platforms that really have to be on their P's and Q's in terms of who they annoy and who they please. All right. I'd love to know from you what you feel about that. Uh, Do you have anything that's on Luminary or that you know that's on Luminary? Let me know. I would love to hear about your thoughts on this. All right. Cheers. I'll be back. So you say you don't have the money to go on vacation and you really want to show your friends that you've been someplace? Well, this website is for you. Welcome back. There's a weird website that lets you fake the lifestyles of the rich and famous right from the comfort of your own home. It's called Fake a Vacation. And if you're a homebody or an Instagram wannabe, you can submit your image and have yourself plastered against fake backgrounds. And it includes stuff like Las Vegas or Disneyland and Hawaii. So first, you need to place an order for a photo package and the packages start at $19. Then a staff member will send them, will send you a link and you can drop your pictures in and then suggest what kind of outfits you might want to wear in the photos. So you probably don't want to wear a parka if you're going to be at Disneyland. Yeah, it doesn't get that cold or Disney World doesn't usually get that cold. (laughs) So after that, Fake a Vacation will superimpose you against your dream destination. And the whole process takes about three days. These backgrounds are offered by Chrome Photos, which is a photo editing and design service. And some of the scenic locations include the famous hot air balloons in Cappadocia in Turkey and Beijing's Forbidden City. And according to Chief Marketing Officer Terry Locke, the company is even able to edit individuals into Oktoberfest if they wish to be part of the festival. So Tom Ida is the marketing and support head for Fake a Vacation. And he describes that people might be tempted to lie about going on vacation because travel is expensive. But by doctoring images, even they can have be envious of their peers or have their peers be envious of their lifestyles. Um, 
Yeah, what do you think about this? To me, this seems grossly disingenuous. Okay, take a staycation. If you can't afford to go somewhere, I mean, for damn sure, don't do it because you're going to run into the wrong person of, oh, well, what did you think of XYZ? And you'll be standing there with crickets chirping in the background because you don't know because you lied. This to me is like buying followers on social media. Stupidity. (laughs) Anyway, but... Wherever there's an opportunity, a company will take advantage of it. And who knows, I guess some people uh, might, may do it for their own uh, picture-taking joy. Anyway, let me know what you think about it. A company that will superimpose you against a fake background to make people think you took the vacation of your dreams. Let me know. I'll be right here waiting for your response. Cheers. Welcome back, everyone. Finally, what we're going to talk about today is Airbnb, and not in the traditional sense. We basically know Airbnb kind of as a hotel and space sharing company, but they're really actually a tech company. And tech, as you know, has delved really deep into the content creation space. Airbnb is no different. They actually have released their first feature film. That's right. They're venturing further into the content business with this film, and it's called Gay Chorus Deep South, and it's going to premiere next week at the Tribeca Film Festival, according to Tube Filter and Variety. So it's directed by Charles David Charles Rodriguez, and it follows a 300-member gay men's chorus from San Francisco, led by conductor Tim Selig, on a 10-day tour across the South back in 2017. And what they sought to do was with this was to spark conversations about civil rights and also discuss personal challenges in the wake of a wave of anti-LGBTQ laws in Southern states and the divisive 2016 election. So Airbnb creative head James Good told Variety that the company wanted to create the film, which was two years in the making, because it aligned with its corporate values of celebrating people from all walks of life. Quote, they say, Airbnb is in the space of telling stories of belonging and acceptance. So when the film premieres on April 29th, the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus will also perform at the Tribeca Film Festival, after which the film will roll out to Real Out Charlotte and the Q-Doc Queer Community Film Festival and the Montclair Film Festival. And after that, Good said that Variety to, told Variety that it could end up on a streaming platform, maybe a Netflix, but there are no plans that are finalized yet. He says, we want as many people as possible to see this film. How it happens, we don't know yet. So Airbnb doesn't have any other films in the works yet, but it does publish a magazine with Hearst six times a year that's dubbed Airbnb Mag. It's a cool magazine if you've never gotten it, but don't be surprised. This is not going to be the last we hear about producing content like films and Airbnb. Not at all. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they got uh, Airbnb people in on it, meaning those people that um, stay in Airbnbs in on the whole thing. Think a big brother Airbnb style? Hmm. All right. Well, let me know what you think about that. I would love to hear from you and I will be back shortly.
Hey everyone, thanks for listening. It feels super good to be back and I look forward to making more episodes of Mediascope Brief for your listening pleasure. But in between episodes, maybe you hear a story that you want me to report about and you're like, hey, Tachi, I heard this story. You want to report about it on Mediascope or Mediascope Brief? Or you just have a question or a comment, I would love to hear from you. So a couple of ways that you can contact me. On Anchor, you can just drop me a message if you're on the Anchor app. You can also email me, tachiada at gmail.com, T-A-C-H-I-A-D-A at gmail.com and drop me your comment or question there. And if you do Anchor and you call in, I'll put your comment on the air. Yes, I will. And then, you know, I do a full hour of this every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Periscope, Facebook Live, Twitter, and WJMSRadio.com. So, I would love for you to actually join me there. It's a full hour of fun and foolishness, the livest media party on the interwebs, as they like to say. All right. So with that, I love you for listening. I bid you adieu. And I'm going to exit stage left, even though you can't see me as exiting stage left. I will return with more Mediascope Brief at another time. Cheers.